It's my girl. Constance Hall, one of the most talked about bloggers in the country. A look out! Opinionated, raw, thought-provoking, and never shy to have an opinion. Annalise is her best friend. The yin to her yang. The gale to her Oprah. She's the chic one. Just ask her. A show for queens, by queens. No topic is too taboo. A shame-free, judge-free space. Oversharing, commiserating, and celebrating. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls! Good morning and happy Sunday. Good morning, Constance. How are you? Good morning, beautiful. I'm good. How are you? I've had a grim week. Is it like a week-long hangover from my girl? <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I had someone ask me if I was pregnant. So uh, was, I know, uh, right? And you've got to be really sure about asking someone that and there's got to be something there to really prompt You were glowing, question. that's why. Yeah, thanks, babe. Anyway, you might have heard of Constance Hall popping up in your Facebook feed. She's a writer, blogger. I'm Annalise. We've been best mates since we were five. And we have a big show for you this morning. So I've been recording my audiobook, which has come with a lot more awkward moments than I ever expected. And yes. I'm going to share them all. I know. Oh, I, I can't wait. I know. I, I You're going to no die. Idea. I'm going to die. Totally die. Um, we also, we can't help but talk about our unhealthy obsession, Married at First Sight. Because, can't help but Oh, so it. much to catch up on. And The Mothership. Is making my a cameo. <laughs> I know. My mum's been hassling us since day one to get on our radio show. And, yeah, she's making her debut. We finally allowed her to. There'll be lots of edits. Expect lots of editing and lots of beeping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but up next, I reveal the moment where I really hit my I can't adult moment anymore this week. It's all coming up. This is the Queen Sesh. This week, Con. I've, I've had a grim week. Um, I've just, I've really been burning the candle at both ends, I guess, professionally and personally. And I had a day where uh, my husband was away. I was picking up the kids from daycare, which is, you know, the worst job because everyone's hating life, everyone's hangry, everyone's tired. And I, I think that's the best job. I think dropping them off's the worst. Picking them up's wicked. Yeah, I know. But maybe it's just because this was a, a Friday. And by Friday, yeah, okay. everyone's done. Everyone, yeah. in, in, my kids are so done by Friday. Anyway, so I was out the front of the daycare. It was p***ing down with rain. And I realised I, I, I'd lost my keys and my husband mm-hmm. was away. It all started building up because I was like, how are we going to get home? How are we going to get in? Who's got a spare key? And I'm emptying out the contents of my bag. I'm sprawled all over the ground. I've got people stepping over me, literally, uh, to pick up their kids. Sydney people. I know. And I was, <laughs> I was looking up at them with my tear-filled tear eyes. And I could just hear their Please thoughts. Help. They were going... She's not coping. (laughs) (laughs) And I really, really wasn't. In that minute, I was like, I I don't want to be a grown-up anymore. I I can't be an adult. Can someone else just come in and rescue me and just take over because I can't cope? I hit that moment daily, but (laughs) I do, honestly, because I don't adult anyway. I gave up on that dream. But, um, (laughs) yeah, there's one moment that actually stands out as a FML moment of my life and that was when I had the twins and they were babies and I'll try and make this quick because it's a bit of a, it drags out a little bit, mm. but they were newbies and they came out and I needed to get their hips ultrasounded because they had clicky hips Yeah, and um, getting anywhere with the twins and Arlo who's just, you know, Arlo, my boy is now five, he was three and he's just a runner mm. and he's just completely out of control and so I asked Bill if he could come with me, my husband, he said no, I asked my mum, she said no, everybody was working and I didn't want to like put the feelers out there to the extended because, you know, mm. then they'll be like, she's not coping. Mm. So I went 
cool, I can do this. I'm capable. I'm a woman. That's what we do. And so I'm in the line at the ultrasound thing and the baby starts screaming. So I'm like literally jiggling them. Mm. And so I'm like literally star jumping them, trying mm. to get them to calm down. Wouldn't calm down. Went to get their ultrasounds. Worst time of my life because they're all screaming, getting ultrasounded. Arlo's collapsed on the ground because he wants a lemonade. He's collapsed <laughs> at, the, um, at the vending machine. Will not get up. Finally, I'm like dragging him and holding two babies because for some reason I think holding them in slings is a good idea. Get to get them out to my car. Arlo's running in the middle of traffic and I'm screaming <laughs> at him. He's running in front of cars. I'm going, get in the car. And the sun is pelting on my newborn baby's heads. Oh. And then like, and everyone's burning and crying <laughs> and melting. And I could have found my car and I finally found my car and I got there and I was like, oh my God, I haven't paid for my bloody ticket. Yeah. And so I just I turned my car on. I sat everyone in the air conditioning. I got out. I was looking for my ticket and leaving everybody in the car and looking at the car because I'm probably going to get hijacked now mm. that I've done this. Can't find it. And I just burst in tears. And then finally the security guard was there and I just called mum crying and I unwound my window a little bit <laughs> and I poked my phone out <laughs> for my mum to tell them all where to go. And she did and she was like, she's a new mother with twins and a three-year-old. Open that bloody boom gate right now. <laughs> I love that. And you literally, you you became a non-adult, you turned to your mum. and that's, I did. Yeah, that's the point that we hear as parents. Rock. You never think that about, and I'm sure our parents meant that moment with us, but we've asked the question on our socials at the Queen Sesh, when have you hit your I can't adult moment limit anymore? We'll be chatting to you next. The, 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 the Queen Sesh. Just before we were talking about that moment where you hit your I can't adult limit. And mine was when I'd locked myself out, uh, my husband was away, and I had literally people stepping over me while I was trying to find my keys in my bag at daycare crying in the rain. Uh, Con, yours was when you had newborn twins screaming in the car, an angry toddler, and you were stuck in a car park. And we've asked the question on our socials when have you hit your adult limit? And we've got Jess from Perth. Jess, when have you hit your I can't adult moment? I simply cannot adult anymore. My son got into my bathroom and managed to destroy my favourite lipstick along with my makeup brushes and my new blush. All because Daddy moved the baby gate from where it was supposed to be to include access to the bathroom. Your lipstick and your blush... Just what, yeah. just smeared everywhere? Did he put yeah, it on himself? Yeah, he's pink head to toe. My bathroom's <laughs> pink. It's stained Aww. pink. It's Does he not look cute, off. though? Did you take a photo? No. Oh, did, did, you, yeah, did you get some nice photos for Facebook? <laughs> I, I took a photo to send to his dad to let his dad know that he was in a lot of trouble. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's always their fault no matter what happens. I always just sit there and I'm like, I can't screw up my kids because their kids. Bill is going to get it. Thanks so much for your calls. Up next, Con, you're going to tell us all about this ridiculous week that you've been having recording your audio book. Ridiculous, Annalise. I can't wait to hear all about it. This is the Queen Sesh. So, Annalise, this week I've been recording my audio book. For those of you who haven't read my book, it goes into grave detail about the birth of my children, the afterbirth. You know, like it's um, (laughs) a... I didn't realise how much detail I went into it until I had to record it this week. So it was really awkward because I've got these guys and they're like doing the recording for me. So they're all listening to me read the book. Ooh, are you and making eye contact as well? But I'm in another room. Oh, okay. That's as I'm reading them, I'm just cringing because I know these guys are like reading, listening to it with like intently to see if I stuff up any of my words. It's terrible because I know as I'm reading it that it's only going to get worse the next chapter. Yeah. And then I'm like thinking, oh, am I going to talk about, oh, yep, I'm going to go there. <laughs> How did that work? Because I know that you're dyslexic and you did this whole 
audio reading. That's impressive. I haven't finished it yet, so I did oh, warn okay. everybody that I was, that I'm dyslexic, and yeah. I got better as I as I kept reading it. But so what we do is you read a whole page out, and then they tell me where I jumbled the words up, and yeah. then I just re- redo the line, and I, f- I listen to them, they say it, and then I say it, so I'm not reading it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a I know, process. It's been a, oh yeah, it's been a real process. How many hours were you recording for? Um, well, I've been recording for the last two days straight and I'm not recording today because I'm doing this, but I'll record tomorrow and the next day and fingers crossed by the next day we'll be finished. Yeah. My my market are mums. Yep. And so to tell them to read a book is just like ridiculous. Like they did for me because I love them and they love me. Yeah. But, you know, we don't have time. So it's more of like sitting in the car and saying that. The mm. book's so crass. Yeah. I could. I really almost <laughs> forgot how like rank I am. But I don't think anyone should read it in the car with their kids. <laughs> Now, a couple of weeks ago, me and Annalise started making more of a conscious decision to dedicate a lot of this show to combating trolling. It happens to me on a crazy basis, and I think it actually puts me in a really unique position to understand what goes on in um, young people's minds when they're getting online bullied because I'm getting it so badly Mm. all the time. Me and Annalise have been talking about it a lot, and we just want to make it a real mission to come up with a solution. Mm. Look, we don't know what it is at the moment. All we can do is raise awareness. This Friday is National Troll Free Day, and it's aimed to create awareness and help combat cyberbullying. So we're really passionate about this. Um, and to highlight the dangers of trolling and particularly something that we're really, really focused on uh, and sensitive to is the effect that it has on our teenagers. Uh, and we're going to chat with the mum of Jessica Tolhurst, who sadly took her own life. So, um, you know, if you or someone you know is going through a hard time, please call Lifeline. They've trained counsellors who will listen, support and assist. Their number's 13 11 14. They're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, but thank you, Mel, for talking to us today and sharing your story. Tell us a little bit about your daughter and what happened to her. So my daughter was 14 when she took her own life. She was bullied, like, very extensively for a long time online. Wow. It got really bad. Um, it started out at school, but obviously once she wasn't going to school anymore, um, it, it continued online, and they just can't get away from it. It's 24 no, hours a day, seven days a week. And when you say bullied online, you know, did they create fake accounts, or what, what exactly were they doing to her? No, they were just more or less um, putting it down all the time, um, oh. putting it out there to, you know, out there publicly that she was this nasty girl who looked horrible. Just oh. anything, every which way oh. they could get to her, they would. Response. I remember being a teenager and I was never really bullied, but I had a few incidences where I felt really bullied that were small, isolated incidences. Mm. And that was at school. And what freaks me out is that these kids, these bullies are in their bed with them. Mm. They're in the yeah. shower with them. There's They're no wet. They can't, yeah, you can't go anywhere from it. We did know that she was being bullied. Um, we did have the police involved. Wow. We had the school involved. It was like no one wanted to do or couldn't do anything to help. The solution was that Jessica um, was to get isolated. She's the one that had to leave school. She's the one that had to, you know, leave her friends. She's the one mm. that they isolated because they couldn't do anything with the bullies. With my trolls, like, I've spoken to police, I've spoken to lawyers, and everybody just goes, sorry, nothing we can do. I had a meeting with Facebook yep. who are really wanting to help and, and they really want to do everything that they can do. But at the end of the day, 
these people, if these people want to be vile humans, they're really able to be. Tell us a bit about the Bob Dan Foundation. We're just trying to get awareness out there, people to talk about this. Mm. Yep. You know, the stigma's got to stop. My daughter was mentally ill and uh, in a really bad place because no one um, listened. You know, they, they're not listening to our kids when they say, I, I'm in a really bad place, I don't want to, I, I hate my life. I want parents to know, you don't have to be so defensive because it can happen mm. to anyone. Anyone can have a child who has become a bit of a bully at school. And if you mm. get too defensive about it, you're never going to change it. If you go, okay, look, this is happening. I'm prepared to make a difference. I'm prepared to stand up and admit that this is my child has become someone that's doing these unkind things. How do we stop? It's really important for people. No one wants to admit that their kids are bully, but there are a lot of parents out there who, whose kids are bullies. So we need to band together and support each other a bit more from both yeah, sides of the fence. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Thank you so much, Mel, Thank for you sharing so much, your Mel. story with us. No, all good. Truly Thank you very much. We really appreciate it. And we're going to put a link to the Bob Down Foundation on our Facebook page. Uh, and again, the number for Lifeline is 13 11 14. This is the Queen Sesh. Now, earlier this week, I was um, hungover and I woke up in the morning to like 400 screenshots of my family's <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> Because my mum had decided to go onto Facebook and to call my brother every name under the sun, including the sea bomb. <laughs> it was so funny because you sent obviously the screen grabs to me and it made my day. Like It, it actually, actually cured Annalise's hangover. It, it cured me. I was laughing so much. So this is how it started. I've got it. I've got it here. Your mum said to your brother, Will, you need to fix up the mess your dog made. The concrete slab has collapsed in my backyard. Do the right thing, Will. I didn't want Vinny. <laughs> that's the dog, Vinny. That's, that's how it started with the dog. And then all his friends jumped in and they started making comments, which was, which just made it even funnier, like, yeah, Will, <laughs> yeah, do Will. the right thing. <laughs> what next, Will? I was, it actually turned into the fun. They, they were tagging my little brother, who's like a stickler for rules, and they were like, what do you think about this, Harry? And then it, like, digressed. It was like your mum saying, phone me, Will, I can't get through. And then your brother comes in, I think it was the first time he chimed in, and he just said, I blocked you for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> and that just mum off so much. Like blocking mum is one of the things you can't do. Yeah. We're actually lucky enough to have mum on the air now. Are you there, mum? <laughs> Jack, Jack, Jack. Yes, mum, what, what was going through your head when you decided that you would publicly embarrass Will like that? Because, I mean, you've embarrassed us all many times <laughs> in our lives. <laughs> I feel like it's my job, but listen, I cannot handle being blocked. When an ex, you know, boyfriend blocks me, I just Oh, I can't stand it. I knew it. this would somehow get become about your love life. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I said to Mum, we're going to talk it. about what you did to Will on Facebook, and she was like, oh, don't you want to talk about dating? Oh. And I was like, no, Mum, we don't. <laughs> I've got so much to say about that. Okay, we'll talk about Will. What it reminded me of, Jax, was when we were little and you would be really angry about something, whether it was something that happened at the school or a company had really, really annoyed you, you'd send a very strongly worded fax. Because that's yes. how you used to communicate and you had that's your fax how machine. Used to communicate, exactly. And, and then she'd block them so that she can't get a reply. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favourite thing to do. But I did fax um, Con's dad a few times at work about, you know, things and he wasn't too happy. So. Well, I love that Facebook now. At least you, you have a public platform to, de- you know, to deliver your very strongly worded faxes now via Facebook. Well, really, but great. if you don't talk back to her and do it and play along the way she wants you to play, like she sends nasty text messages about all of your secrets <laughs> and saying that she's going to put that on Facebook. That's what my brother told me and he was just like, we've got to get rid of mum. How are we going to get rid of mum? <laughs> I, I was desperate, but I would never do that. 
that. It was one little secret that I knew. Would oh. <laughs> <laughs> you want to share that secret now? No. <laughs> no. And he only tells me because he was cross with you. So I, I had a little opening and I wanted to use it. Con, I reckon that next week we should get your mum back on for some dating advice. Totally. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Didn't regular fifties. Yeah, regular little segment. Jack, Jack, Jack. Yeah. Oh, I'd be in heaven. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're so right. Thanks, Jack. We I love, love you, Mum. Bye. I love you. Bye. Bye. That's my girl. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls. And we're back, and if you have a Facebook account, you've heard of Constance Hall. You've seen her popping up in your feed. She's the writer, the blogger. She's created this queen movement. And I'm Annalise, and we're best mates. We've been besties since we were five, and we're mums, and we're queens, and this is a show for queens. And still to come, we want to find out what is the one thing that you can't do around your partner. And next con, it is time for us to talk about our almighty obsession. Oh, yes. Married at Married first, at first sight. sight. Best it's, show ever. Oh, best. It owns me. I know, right? I have a photo. My, my cousin took a photo of me last night in, like, hiding in my <laughs> kitchen with a glass of wine, watching it on my phone because the kids <laughs> were looking at the TV. I was like, oh, married at first sight. <laughs> Queen Sesh. Our obsession, Con. Obsession. I know. Married. I, I can't get my um my reality TV shows right. I'm like married rules at celebrity <laughs> site. <laughs> like if it was up to us, I think the whole show would be three quarters married at first sight. I think. Oh my god! Exactly. That's all I ever want to talk about. Like everyone that comes <laughs> over to my house, I'm like, so do you watch? And if they say no, I just walk upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back to my Channel 9 app. <laughs> oh, so, look, poor old Cheryl. We talked about her on the show a couple of weeks ago. She's been copying it from all angles. The last episode we saw, it was that, you know, dramatic dinner party. And yet again, they were all dumping on Cheryl. It was a lot of banner about, about Cheryl. And then, you know, it come up with a comment, something about, um, you know, Lauren and, and Cheryl. You know, how about, well, that's good for Jonesy now. Now we can, you know, have threesomes with them. Oh. Maybe Sean's extra sensitive to this sorts, sorts of banter talk. And, and maybe Cheryl does deserve an apology. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no, Jonesy. Uh, I, I can't deal with banter talk. <sighs> so I actually can't deal. Basically, there was a boys' night that went down. and There was a boys' Jonesy, night. Jonesy, who's faux married-ish to Cheryl, was completely bagging her behind her back to all the boys. And he was bagging her appearance, talking about her hair extensions, that saying something about her. The Kardashians. She's basically vapid and dull and awful. He was just totally disgusting. He talked about having a threesome, as we just heard with one of the other women on the show. Like, it was awful. It was really painfully disrespectful. And you know what, Annalise? We know it all too well. I've seen it all too well. I wasn't shocked in the slightest. What shocked me was that one of the men was actually prepared to stand up to it. I know. Beautiful. Sean the Farmer. He... Sean the Farmer. He's been bullied. When he brought it up with them and said, well, actually you guys were talking badly about her, as we just heard, they all went... I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about, mate. I mustn't have been mm. there. And the boys' yep. club all came in and defended Jonesy the bro code, mm. uh, and it was it was totally disgusting. And I'm so I was so angry. And you know that little smug guy Anthony in the corner. Don't know what you're talking about, mate. <laughs> no, nah, don't know what you're talking about, mate. He's so smug. He's so Why smug. is he so smug? 
It's, oh. Do you know what I can't stand? I can't stand that when men need to excuse themselves from something, they call themselves boys. Yeah. Like, oh. You know, you wouldn't like... Boys say, like, like, like an excuse to be like, awful. You, would you see me stealing some eggs from Cot Woolies and going, sorry, it's a girly thing. It's a girly thing. Girls, <laughs> girls, it's girly. We steal, we cheat, we lie. Oh, <laughs> I look, I we salute you, Sean, the farmer, and the other one with, that used to have the bad hair that cut his hair, I don't remember his name. They were Steve, both... maybe? Yeah, maybe. They were lovely, maybe Simon. Anyway, they both stuck up for they her. They stood up. And they and did what we need they to called do to the, they called the guys out, which is a brave thing to do. Luckily, because Absolutely. it's a reality TV show, sharks. we know that they're telling the truth, which is the best part of it. It's something that needs to be changed, and and it's sort of something that we we seem to keep going back to week after week. Is this sort of male privilege thing where they yeah. just get together and they get in packs, and you know it comes down to the trolling thing as well. When women get in packs in these mm. little groups, it seems to be a bit a bit dangerous. And but, I'm just glad that there was a camera crew there. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that even though. I know everyone goes, oh, it's reality TV, but it's highlighting a huge problem in society and I think it's great that we're talking about it because Me too, it and I also think it's great that um, we're talking about the fact that Sean said something about it and then he was accused of being sensitive to banter talk. I know. I don't think so that's okay. No. I, don't think, I don't think it's okay when I'm called a name for someone to say, oh, you're just really sensitive because you've been through this, this and this and this. Mm. What? No, I just don't want to be called bloody whatever they were calling Cheryl. I don't, I don't want people to imagine having threesomes with me and their, your ex-wife, thanks. No, it's ranked. This is the Queen Sesh. Emma Watson con. We love Emma Watson. Isn't she just glorious? No, oh, she's glorious. I want to see her tits every day of the week. I just think she's such a good role model. Okay. For young, <laughs> no, I, well, I yeah. totally think so as well, but I was obviously being ironic because yeah. she's a feminist and everyone was bagging her for showing her t- and then you made me sound really shallow. No, it's just because I, you're, you're, you don't even affect me anymore. You're like, there's no shock value there for me anymore. <laughs> Rolls I'll off. get there. Don't you worry. She also, she did this um, interview and she said this funny quote. She said, um, the Instagram era makes it easy to edit your life so it looks perfect, but I bleach my top lip and tweeze my eyebrows and you'd never get to see that even though it's part of my routine. It's important to me not to edit that out. And I love that. I love that she comes out and says that. I and love that the, li- the hair lips are so fine that she can still get away with bleaching That them. was my first thought. I thought, you yes. lucky lucky lass that you don't have to rip them out like I do. Mm. Because I, if I bleach mine, I'd look oh, like... I've seen you I when had you a, haven't ripped for a while. Oh, it's, are, it's the worst. Like that chick that won the Eurovision. Yeah, but imagine if I bleached them, it would be like I had a blonde <laughs> moustache. But it, look, it got us thinking, like, what blonde is that? Blonde moustache would be so creepy on me. <laughs> I'd look My like a bloke. run away. They'd run a mile. <laughs> it got us thinking, what is that sort of secret solo stuff that you get up to? What's the stuff that you can't do around your partner? And mine, seeing as we're on the topic of my facial hair, is I, I pluck my chin hairs. Um, you won't do that in front of Clarence? No, it's it, and, and there's a lot of time that goes into it because I'm half Croatian. So it really is a lot of days of the week that I have to do this. But do you know what I asked him last night? I said, um, you know, what's the thing? This is the thing I don't do in front of you. Do you know that I do that? And he goes, yeah, I've, I've seen you do it. I was, <gasps> of course he's seen you do it. Horrified. That's my most embarrassing thing. And I spend oh a lot God, of time so plucking my face. So I know, right? And he's seen me give birth, but for some reason I'm more embarrassed about plucking my chin hairs. What's <laughs> no, yours? I can't, like, what, I can't be embarrassed that you around do? Bill. Yeah, I know. No. I can't imagine. There's nothing Bill could walk in on me doing and for me to actually be embarrassed by. Really? Not one, na- nothing. 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 Because I'm... And what you see is what you, can, what you get kind of person. I can't have a secret life. I can't have a private life. I just can't. <laughs> I have to tell everyone about every single thing that happens to me. And um, But there's one thing that I do not out of embarrassment. Yes. But I don't let Bill see 
how much money I spent. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, look, yeah, I would never, ever, ever take him shopping with me. I put up a photo of me in a beautiful spellbound braid dress. And, mm. you know, of course I told Bill it was three bucks from the oppie. <laughs> and this woman was like, and this woman was like, I love those dresses. They're just so expensive. And Bill's like, how expensive? Oh, no. <laughs> I know, right? It kind of like rumbled me. But that's the only thing, that's the only secret that I have. If Bill ever got into it, because I've got my own bank account. Mm. And if Bill, if Bill ever got into that, I would die. <laughs> I would Look, absolutely die. We've all got our thing. So we've asked the question on our socials at the Queen Sesh. What do you not do around your partner? The, 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 the Queen Sesh. Just before Con, we were celebrating Emma Watson, who we adore. And really because she came out in an interview and said that she bleaches her moustache in the bath. So relatable. I know. Mm. Um, and, you know, it got us thinking, what are the things that we do when we're on our own, the things that we just don't like doing in front of our partners? And, Con, yours was, which is not surprising, pretty much anything goes except yep. spending money. Spending money, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was more of a, you know, a, similar to Emma Watson, I think, we, you know, similar category of people really. Mine was around <laughs> facial hair. I don't, even though my husband told me last night he's seen me do it, I don't willingly pluck my chin hair in front of him. Got us thinking, we want to know on our socials, what is something that you do when you're on your own without your partner around? And we've got Gail from Queensland on 131060. I'm hiding in the bathroom, hoping the kids don't find me. Actually. Oh my God, that's <laughs> story if we got paid, <laughs> If we got paid to hide in bathrooms, we wouldn't be here. We'd all be rich. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Gail, what else? else do you do, like to do in private? Well, I'm such a prude. I don't know why, because I was raised with a mother who does anything and everything. She does not care what dad sees or hears. That's why you're a prude. And, mm. Yeah, and I think that yeah. psychologically damaged me. So I'm the kids are always going, oh, mom, why does that bother you? I will not, like, if I have to fart, I will hold it until I'm nearly blue. Oh, you oh, my God. <laughs> terrible. And, or I'll sneak to the bathroom and he seems to always walk out outside past the toilet door when I go into the bathroom I'm like sneaky bugger I've even had six kids and I'm still like (laughs) everything embarrasses the hell out of me I don't even do my makeup in front of him I'm just I'm shopping wow that is intense I think it's because I don't want to burst his bubble (laughs) I don't know why it's (laughs) stupid thanks so much Gail thanks guys this is the Queen Sesh Con we like to finish the show each week on our Queen Vice which yeah, is some really bad, badly given <laughs> advice from me and Annalise. Welcome. Yeah, it's, it's great. Um, you know, so we've had some peaks and troughs over the last few weeks, um, but this one's a beautiful one. It's actually from Julie. She's messaged us on our Facebook page and she said she wants us to know that March is Endometriosis Awareness Month, which I actually didn't know. So thank you for sharing that. She's a long-time endo sufferer. She gets dismissed. People say it's just period pain. They think she's being dramatic. But it's been really, since puberty, a lifelong battle. And she wants us and wants to ask us how she can raise awareness of endometriosis. And we have our producer, Ellie, who is actually had endometriosis and has it. And I thought we could throw to Ellie today, Con, for Queen Vice. Great. She knows way more about this than us. Hi, producer Ellie. Dr. Ellie. For this part, <laughs> always wanted to be a doctor. Con, do you actually know what endometriosis is? Because when I say the word, like mm. I'm so used to it now, but a lot of people just look at him and go, um, what? Okay, and do you know what? I was going to bring this up because I've shared a post about it before and mm. raised awareness for it. To be honest, I don't know. When Annalise said to me that you had endometriosis, I don't even know if it's something you're born with mm. or if it's something that you, I mean, I know it's got to do with the ovaries and stuff. Mm. So mm. they do believe that you're born with it and that it's hereditary. My mum had it, both my, my 
aunties have it. What happens is when you you become a lady and that time of the month mm. arrives, it's when the tissue from inside your uterus actually like grows out of the lining and it creates layers throughout your body and it's like bleeding is going through your body so the way that I like to then that's like the doctor's terms the way that I like to describe it it's like you've got a spider growing in your uterus and every time you get a period the spider with all the webs like shoots out and it will start just growing all over different parts of your body so my endometriosis that's why you can get so sick yeah it's not just a uterus it goes in all your body right so I had it in my bowel I've had bowel surgery and I'm only like 31 which just freaks me out um yeah. it's yeah and bowel surgery is really big yeah um it's also attacked my uterus there's every chance that i'm gonna have to do ivf to even fall pregnant God. so it's a horrible horrible illness that affects so many women and i think because at school and stuff you get taught well oh well your periods are going to be painful mm. so you kind of grow up going oh well i've got a painful period and that's the number one mm. symptom for it so mm. well then nothing nothing must be wrong with me whereas but, periods aren't really that painful well Lucky for you, because I'm yeah, exactly. like crippled over in bed every single yeah. month kind of thing from this yeah. thing. So one in 10 women do suffer from it. And when I did get this message from Julie um, and reading how her daughter feels about it, like she's not able to go to school functions because of it. She's losing mm. friends because she can't go out and socialise because this, this illness is just destroying her. So March is all about raising awareness for endometriosis fantastic charity that I'm a proud ambassador for is Endometriosis Australia. Their website is endometriosisaustralia.org. Get there. There is so many amazing fact sheets. Donna and the crew there want to help women get through this and just create some awareness. So we'll put it up on the Queen's Facebook so women can can find out more about this and and what we can do because there is no cure at this point in time. It'd be bloody great. Mm. If yeah. one day there was. Any doctors out there want to come up with one? Well, thank- wow, it sounds really debilitating. Thanks for talking yeah, to us thanks about so that, much, And making Ellie, it clear because now Julie. I know. Yeah. So many women just think, oh, people being dramatic, you've got your period and you're going on about the pain. But it's not the case no. at all. It's a huge problem. Mm. So that's all we have time for. Uh, you can listen from next Sunday, 7 a.m., same time, and hit us up on our socials at The Queen Sesh anytime. Thank you so we much for listening, Queen. If you miss anything, you can catch up on our podcast. Have a great week. See ya. The, 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 the Queen Sesh.